letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Wednesday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include calls for changes to Minnesota's Corrections Department, calls for changes to Minnesota's Department of Corrections, a discussion today in Austin, Minnesota, focusing on rural ambulance services, and Minneapolis-based Target is out with its latest earnings report. But we begin today with Minnesotans seeing money from the state budget surplus of $18 billion in the coming weeks. Governor Tim Wall says the money taxpayers are getting back will help make life more affordable at a time when it's most needed for families. It was our goal to get them out at a time when we've got back to school going on. We've got students you're going to hear from. We have parents you're going to hear from about how they can use this money to to make life a little bit simpler for them. Around 200,000 Minnesota deposits were made last night with around $2 million more to go according to the Department of Revenue. The payments include $260 for individual filers or $520 for married couples, along with another $260 apiece for up to three dependents. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Laura Oaks. We haven't heard this in a while. Crime is down in Minneapolis. That's according to top federal, county, and city law enforcement leaders who gathered to announce the arrests and charging of 14 high-level violent gang members. Minneapolis Police Chief Brian O'Hara says the arrests represent their commitment to reducing the senseless crime that has plagued the community for too long. After three years of trauma and violence to too many of our residents, we are starting to turn a corner. To date, there have been 127 fewer families who have had a loved one affected by gun violence this year compared to last. Hennepin County Sheriff Dewana Witt says investigating the suspects and building cases against each of them was tedious, time-consuming work. This type of police work takes patience, it takes resources, and it takes skill. Our intelligence analysts put in a tremendous effort to gather the necessary information to pursue these charges. Witt says homicides in the county are down 30 percent since 2021, and O'Hara says violent crime has been dropping to pre-pandemic levels despite the MPD's severe staffing shortage. They and U.S. Attorney Andrew Luger credit a unique partnership between federal and local law enforcement in Minneapolis that Luger says is working. This is historic for this state and for the work that we do because we're all talking the same language. We collectively decided a year ago that gangs would be a focus of our violent crime strategy and it has happened like never before. The 14 gang members in this operation are in addition to indictments brought in May against 30 other gang members, most of the charges involving murder, guns and drugs. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. Activists are calling on Governor Tim Walz and the Department of Corrections to implement a new law allowing a reduction in prison sentences and supervision in Minnesota. Trina Murray is a former corrections officer in Minnesota. Her son is an inmate at the Moose Lake Correction Facility and has been in custody for 16 years. People have served their time and repaid their debt to society and ready to come out and be members of society in a positive way by getting their education obtaining a job or a career or starting a business, being home with their families so history doesn't repeat themselves. Under the new law, Minnesota prisoners can get out when half their sentence has been served if they behave well and complete programs. 
Activists say the Department of Corrections is wrongly delaying implementation of the law until as late as 2025. I'm Mark Fry. Strong to severe storms could impact the Twin Cities later today as the National Weather Service has the metro under a slight risk for severe storms. WCCO radio meteorologist Paul Douglas says that the metro could be right on the edge. Best chance between about 5 o'clock and 8 o'clock. And again, I think the farther north and east you go towards Taylor's Falls into Wisconsin, St. Croix River Valley, I think a better chance of hail and damaging winds as high as 70 miles an hour. And then over the weekend, more heat is on the way with air temperatures in the upper 90s to start off early next week. A roundtable today in Austin, Minnesota will focus on rural ambulance service issues in northern Minnesota which experts say are lacking vital resources, which often means dangerous wait times for residents. It's estimated that in some areas, wait times for an ambulance could be as long as 40 minutes. The Minnesota Rural Health Association's Mark Jones says the solution starts with fixing the current staffing model. In our rural communities, we need to take a really good look at whether relying on a volunteer workforce is a sustainable solution. And if it's not, we have to look at what are our other options. If we're looking at paying staff, where are we going to find those dollars? Because right now, it's estimated that the volunteer workforce in the ambulance industry in Minnesota is contributing about $50 million in donated labor. Jones says the hope is to encourage more funding from both state and federal levels to allow small towns to attract more ambulance crews. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Mark Fry. Metro Transit says they're increasing efforts to keep commuters safe. Speaking Tuesday at the Lake Street Station, Metro Transit General Manager Leslie Kendera says riders will see more patrols on trains and platforms, plus more repairs and cleaning efforts. To ensure that these improvements actually stick, we need to continue to build partnerships that help us as a community address some of the underlying causes of the behavior that makes transit feel less safe or uncomfortable. Metro Transit says patrolling crime hotspots is already paying off, and they plan to increase those efforts when a metro area sales tax takes effect in October. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry proposing his $1.8 billion budget for the city next year. Funding the $1.8 billion plan would come from a variety of sources, including state aid and a 6.2% increase in the property tax levy. It'll be worth it when people on the street feel the change in the interactions that they have with officers. It'll be worth it when officers consistently have the support they need to do their job and do it in full, and to provide compassionate and caring public safety. And it will be worth it years from now when people look to Minneapolis for how to change policing in America. Fry's plan would also invest millions into the Office of Community Safety in order to comply with two new consent decrees, more funding to implement the city's climate action plan, and even money for a bus to bring health care out into the streets. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830, WCCO. I'm Mark Fry. Charges are filed against two people in connection to last week's ambush shooting of a Minneapolis police officer. 19-year-old Frederick Davis Jr. of Minneapolis is charged with attempted second-degree murder, while 20-year-old Nevaeh Page is charged with being an accomplice. A Minneapolis police officer in an unmarked car was ambushed and shot in the right shoulder as he followed a vehicle allegedly tied to a Brooklyn Park robbery. Two guns were found in that vehicle, including a ghost gun without a serial number. The injured officer was treated and released. It's a national trend that's also hitting close to home with the start of school just around the corner. 
A shortage of school bus drivers. The problem, according to the Minnesota School Bus Operators Association, a cumbersome, time-consuming, state-mandated certification process that most people aren't interested in going through. Garrett Regan is on the association's executive board. Good potential and, and potentially really safe drivers with good experience, you know, law enforcement or, you know, maybe there are new retiree that, you know, loves kids or loves going to athletic events or, and that sort of thing, but they're just not willing and able to, you know, put on all those extra, uh, jump through all those extra hoops. Um, so we actually kind of are losing some uh, really good potential employees through the process. Regan says it remains to be seen how the driver shortage will impact the start of school, but he says it's likely buses may not always be available to districts for things like sporting events and field trips. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. Finally today, Minneapolis-based Target is out with its latest earnings report. Here's Mark Fry. Earnings beat expectations despite sales falling short of estimates. Paul Voller at the University of Minnesota's Carlson School of Management telling Vanita Sakar that profits are up, but revenues have softened considerably for the retail giant. A big metric in the retail business is same-store sales, so stores that have been in business more than a year, what happened to them, and that their sales were down 5.4%. And I think even more importantly, their online Target.com sales were down over 10%. Target's cut its full-year sales and profit forecast in an effort to win over shoppers who are watching their wallets. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.